In this episode, we continue our discussion with Anne Schlafly Corey about the inception of Eagle Form and how you can be involved today. Yes, in the early 70s, uh, 73, 74, a lot of women started getting involved in their state legislatures to fight the passage of the Equal Rights Amendment. And it became clear that a national organization was needed to help guide this fight. So Eagle Forum was founded in 1975. Two of the women who founded Eagle Forum with my mother in 1975 are still on our board of directors, and they are powerful resources <laughs> of, uh, of the history of what it means to fight for right. Uh, and uh, that they are Shirley Curry and Uni Smith. Um, and they, they are such uh, wise women on what it is to um, stand up for what is good. Another quote that President Reagan had given at a national meeting in 1984 about Eagle Forum said this, Eagle Forum has set a high standard of volunteer participation in the political and legislative process. You've been out front on so many of the most important issues of our time. Your work is an example to all those who would struggle for an America that is prosperous and free. Our nation needs the kind of dedicated individual volunteer service you and Eagle Forum have demonstrated over the last 20 years. I think one of the most unique um, aspects of Eagle Forum is its state chapters and its state leaders. So tell us about uh, about those women, um, how those chapters function, who are they? How did they come to be involved with Eagle Forum? The volunteer element is extremely important. My mother was a volunteer her entire life. And you know that if you volunteer for something, you are passionate about it. You're giving something much more valuable than money. You're giving your time. And so you really put the energy and passion in the things that you volunteer. And um, my mother often said that she, she had a group of women who had supportive husbands and a fax machine, and she could change the United States. States. Uh, And so I always considered what she did in Eagle Forum to be federalism. She had a national organization that provided the guidance and help, and then each state would have a state chapter with a state leader, and and within their state they could organize the chapters the way they wanted to or organize on the issues that they were most concerned with. My mother had an incredible breadth of issues. She was interested in everything. And so Eagle, I mean, there's some organizations that are single issue. Mm -hmm. And those are very valuable because they are razor sharp on those issues. But Eagle Forum is broad on all issues because they're all interconnected. And you can't just eliminate one issue from another issue if you think of the three-legged stool of of what makes conservatism, which is a strong national national defense, a a free economy, and then the social and moral component that keeps everybody on the right side. So my mother encouraged women to start state chapters. They, they then encouraged women within their states to join their chapters. And that is what made the beauty of Eagle Forum with its diversity across the country. Okay, so these women were all trained by Phyllis. Um, They did and they continue to have an audience with their state legislators, their governors, all the way to their U.S. representatives and senators, not to mention the hundreds of people who followed them in their respective states. 
so when it comes to affecting policy, Eagle Forum is really attacking and defending on all fronts. Uh, I can remember one time using an example with our leaders about how I felt like my mom and her wooden spoon. She would always carry a wooden spoon with her in the car to keep us in line. And it was amazing how she could just drive, keep her eyes straight on the highway, never take her eyes off the road, yet she would swat us with impeccable accuracy. Uh, when we were acting up. And I think Eagle Forum is like that. We're always moving forward, promoting our values, our issues, yet we are gifted in being able to take swats at the bad ideas when they arise. Um, we always, Phyllis led the way and always looking down the line, thinking critically through the issues from A to Z and really being able to see through the bad ideas, even when they were resurfacing in new packages. Well, I've always said that Eagle Forum, it has the power of yes and the power of no. The, 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 the power of yes to say, yes, this is a good idea, we're in favor of it, and the power of no to stop the bad ideas. And frequently, it comes across as conservatives that all we're doing is saying no, because mm -hmm. there's so many bad ideas that we have to say no to. But I think the gift that my mother had was to say no in the nicest possible way. <laughs> <laughs> Tell it, yeah, I remember stories of, is it true they baked bread and took that to legislators to lobby them? Yes, it is. Not bread and other homemade treats. Um, I mean, after all, my Eagle Forum is made up of homemakers and housewives, and a lot of us really enjoy cooking. <laughs> and, and, and so in the, the really big fight on ERA was in Springfield, Illinois. And it was every year there was a fight. And the, the proponents of ERA tended to say ugly words, use crude language. At one point, they bought a, a um, uh, pig's blood and they defaced the Capitol mm -hmm. by painting the names of the legislators they most hated in pig's blood on the, on the Capitol. So when your opponents are doing things like this, well, then it's really easy to do nice things and say, here, have some homemade bread and a, or an apple pie, and guess what? You honey catches more flies than vinegar. <laughs> or pig's blood. That's right. So Phyllis has always had a membership at the club where the members of Congress hang out in Washington. And it really proved to be one of the most valuable places, at least for me, to get work done. When I was the executive director, I found it actually a lot of fun to go and have conversations with members there and then immediately alert our state leaders to the issue or the conversations so that they could follow up. And there was one representative in particular who was just the most fun to do this with. Of course, I won't share his name, but um, I knew where he would eat dinner after when they were in session. So I would just casually show up at the same place. I'd tell him what we wanted to do or what we wanted him not to do. And then immediately text our state leader and brief her on the issue or the points that I'd made to him so she could do the same thing. I know he hated me seeing me coming, but the reality is that he still calls that particular state leader his political mother. And there is power in that and in the way the Eagle Forum operates. Um, I think well, Glenn, clearly you were a very effective yes. executive director. Well, Kirsten, are you are you stalking your members of Congress <laughs> yeah, and, and I, know where they eat dinner to I find to this out? Yeah, I definitely need to take Listen, I wasn't married. I did not have children at the time. My only job was my job. So, <laughs> um, But I really do think that that is one of our truest definitions of success, to have someone of his stature call our leader his political mother because most consider their mothers to be foundational to who they are. You know, They, they can trust them to correct their actions but also to teach and love and nurture them and I think that is reflective of 
who we are and who our leaders are, they're equally as positive and life-giving as they are corrective and negative when it comes to politics and policymaking. So tell our listeners, I mean, we've been talking about this organization as if it doesn't apply to them, but they can be involved. Oh, please join Eagle Forum. Uh, I think we offer a lot of information and a lot of value. So it, on our website, eagleforum.org, you can uh, sign up and you can go either email or snail mail in order to get our information. By email, we send something out daily. Snail mail, we send out once a month. And my mother used to say, more facts in fewer words. We try to be concise and to the point when we explain things so that so it isn't a muckety-muck or murky about what the issue is or what the problem is with the bill or what we want uh, or what we think would be best for Congress to do. Uh, and and our website is a wealth of information on so many different issues. So if you're just sort of casually interested in, you know, some UN treaty that you want to know about, yeah, we have an article about it. It's amazing how uh, the breadth of, of what's happened. Um, but more importantly, we also have powerful state chapters. And so getting involved in the local level, it can be much more satisfying just because you can often feel is that you can make a difference on the local level, that it's easier to make a difference on a local level than it is on a national level. One of the reasons we started this podcast is because there's just so much noise out there in the world and social media, the news. Um, it's so hard to get good, solid information and just to weed through it all and find the truth. So that will be a very valuable resource to so many women I know. And Kirsten, you also send out Capitol Hill reports. Yep. So every week I send out a Capitol Hill report, and that's really just an update of a various number of issues that may be happening on Capitol Hill you know, that week or something to look forward to in the future or what happened a couple of weeks ago. And then on top of that, I also send out, um, we call them action alerts. And it's a really easy for way for you to participate in the legislative process. So if we find a bill that we want members to vote yes on or vote no on, I will send you some information on what that piece of legislation is going to do. And then we've even written an email for you to send to your representative or your senator. So it's a great way for you to have a very easy way to, to contact your senator and have a good dialogue with them. Well, Kirsten, I think a lot of people are afraid to contact their representative and they don't know how to contact yes. their representative. But it's important to remember that our representative works for us. Mm -hmm. They must talk to us and listen yes. to us because we're the ones who decide whether they stay in their job or not. <laughs> so describe the process of how it is to contact your state rep. Yeah, so I mean, there's various ways you can do that. You can set up a meeting with them, either in their district. So usually they have at least two district offices, depending on how big their district office is, and you can meet with one of their staffers there, or if they're in town, you'll be lucky enough to get a meeting with a member. Um, you can also meet with them here in Capitol Hill in their offices, and then on top of that, phone calls are great. You can always call, like I said, district office or the D.C. office and tell them your opinion on a certain bill. Um, I know when I worked on Capitol Hill, that was the main form of communication, and it was also the quickest way. Um, because when you email your, your representative or your senator, it goes through a process. You know, it goes to a direct inbox, and then there's a whole person dedicated, a staffer, <laughs> to sorting through mail. And so when the representative or senator comes to that legislative correspondent and says, how many people are writing in about the Equal Rights Amendment? 
Well, that, that staffer goes to their computer and says, well, I've gotten 5,000 pieces of mail against it. And so he'll take that into consideration and say, well, my constituents obviously are not for this. I don't think I can vote for it. And so it was a great way to help your representative and senator know how you're, you stand and what the positions are. And they do listen and pay mm-hmm. attention. I remember one member telling me he stayed after hours in his office one evening. There was a big issue on the floor, and he wasn't sure how he was going to vote. He had conservatives on both sides of the issue, but he just kept answering his phone and hearing his constituents ask him to vote one way, and that's the way he ended up voting. So there's power in that in contacting your members. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times it doesn't take very many phone calls to affect right. the decision yes, yes. because most people are apathetic. Mm-hmm. And so because of the apathy of so many Americans, if you are engaged, you have tremendous power. I also want you to talk a little bit about Eagle Council. So Eagle Forum has a um, a conference once a year uh, where we, the leaders, and uh, get together to discuss the issues, to hear uh, about, uh, hear from speakers about the what's coming down the pike. We are about to have our 49th Eagle Council. I think for, for many eagles, it is such a, a joyous time to, um, to see old friends, but more importantly, to learn what is happening in other states. Frequently, we find ourselves in our own state and the issues in our own state, and we miss what's going on in the other states. And I always love hearing from what's happening from California because I know whatever craziness California is doing is about to come to Missouri. Yeah, I think that's it. And it's a great way too to, um, like you said, continue the dialogue and discussion and learn um, from each other as well. In this day and age, we do so much by screen Mm -hmm. that actually having face-to-face time is critically important for understanding what's going on. Thank you for listening to this episode of Engage with Eagle Forum. Please be sure to subscribe to our podcast and follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. From your house to the state house to the White House, this is Engage with Eagle Forum.